The Great Bible Reset is a podcast devoted to counteracting the Great Economic Reset of Klaus Schwab using Bible lessons and theory. Thank you to Boomers-Alive.com for sponsoring this podcast and the Kingsway Classical Academy. This week we are continuing our study on the great books of Western civilization and their effect on our current economical and spiritual crisis. And now your host, Oliver Woods. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TheGreatBibleReset.com. Now, this refers to the legal paradigm shift that must occur if we're going to have any hope of God lifting his hand of judgment from America and, and indeed the world. In short, it means turning away from our idolatrous devotion to the humanistic social contract, which is embedded in the U.S. Constitution, and returning to the Bible's national covenant, which is found in Exodus 20 through 24. This is God's definition of Christian nationalism as opposed to the secular version substituted by Stephen Wolfe in his best-selling book In Defense of Christian Nationalism. By publishing this book, Canon Press has forfeited all right to promote itself as theonomic in worldview or presuppositional in apologetics. You might ask, am I being too harsh with that condemnation? Well, you decide because the author launches a frontal assault on the authority of the Word of God by claiming that his political theory is more important and foundational than the political theology of the Bible. And you've got to read it for yourself in the introduction to really get the, the uh, impact of it. Rather, and rather than repudiating the U.S. Constitution denial of the biblical higher law, Wolf embraces it. So today we're examining a more forthright expression of Christian patriotism found in the Scottish Chiefs by Jane Porter. The Scottish Chiefs outlines the hierarchy of the key Scottish clans, and that includes the House of Wallace before the rise of Clan Bruce. Admittedly, Miss Porter has a tendency to sugarcoat her heroes. She flatters Wallace almost as much as Mel Gibson, Gibson's 1995 movie Braveheart degrades him. The real Wallace probably lies somewhere in between. Uh, chivalry and courtliness were the order of the day, but they probably were not practiced at the idealistic level which Porter Porter depicts in Victorian style. In spite of its eccentricities, it's one of those adventure tales that is simply rich and edifying. So who was William Wallace? Well, Wallace, um, who lived from um, 1272 to 1305, was Scotland's legendary deliverer from English tyranny. His exploits were chronicled by the English novelist Jane Porter in The Scottish Chiefs uh, in 1810. He rose out of peasantry in the village of Lanark, which is nestled in the hills between Edinburgh and Glasgow. The murder of his wife by an English noble of the occupation provoked Wallace to take up the sword. Rallying the countryside to Corrie Lynn, the village of Corrie Lynn, Wallace waved his sword. I come in the name of all ye hold dear to tell you that the poniard of England is unsheathed. With this sword last night did the tyrant Hesselrig break into my home and murder my wife. Death and Lady Marion was the battle cry that inspired the peasant patriots. They rose en masse to cast off the chains of Edward's tyranny. Wallace was the champion who led the Scots from humiliation to victory. He was treacherously betrayed by a servant and sent to the Tower of London. He was tortured, drawn, and quartered in the most brutal fashion. But his martyrdom inspired Scotland's finest hour. At last, the nobility who betrayed Wallace joined the resistance under the leadership of Robert the Bruce. As depicted in Mel Gibson's 1995 movie Braveheart, William Wallace led Scotland against the tyranny of England's Edward I. Edward had reduced Scotland to serfdom before Wallace rallied his country to fight back. The murder of his wife animated Wallace to victory. 
Uh, betrayed by his own nobility, Wallace was executed in London. His death stirred the conscience of Robert Bruce, however, to take up his lost cause and win. Nobles and peasants alike rose en masse to cast off the chains of Edward's tyranny. Robert Bruce was, Robert Bruce was the champion who led the Scots from victory to victory. And although Wallace wrote no book, like the Apostle Paul, his deeds were his epistle. Jane Porter's book came out in 1810 during the, the Romantic Era and, and were a precursor to Sir Walter Scott's Ivanhoe uh, in 1819. Now, we have a couple of reviews here just to give you a flavor of um, different opinions about the book. Uh, for example, H. Cameron uh, rated the Scottish Chiefs 5.5 stars on Amazon. He noted that when I grow up, I want to be like Sir William. He noted that the Scottish Chiefs is a story from which the movie Braveheart was taken. It's the incredible story of William Wallace who led uh, Scotland in war against the oppression of England. Most have seen Braveheart and have been moved by his passion and ultimately his sacrifice, but his life was the most moving part of his story to me. He is one of the best examples of faithful Christian heart ever portrayed. His honor, integrity, and faithfulness overshadow his bravery. He was a Christian warrior fighting for freedom armed with Christian virtue and purpose. Jane Porter wrote this book a couple of centuries ago, but its message is for today, a must-read for all patriots. On the other hand, uh, a reviewer, DGP, gave the book two stars and labeled it Sentimental Slush. He went on to say, I, I downgraded this book from the mistaken, or I downloaded this book for under the mistaken impression it was a history of the Scottish clan system based solely on its title which was my own fault. I should have read the other reviews rather than just going by the star rating. Instead, I found it was a historical romantic novel loosely based on the life of Sir William Wallace. The book contains little actual historical detail, and what there is does not seem to be very reliable. As a novel, I found it tediously slow-moving and padded with an excess of sentimental slush. However, I must confess that I gave up after four or five chapters, so maybe it improves. Written in 1810, the book may be of interest to a student of early 19th century literature, but modern readers seeking historical detail, or even just a rip-roaring yarn, will be disappointed. However, as the other reviews indicate, the book clearly appeals to devotees of a specific genre. However, it was not my cup of tea. However, the Scottish Chiefs provides a sense of the harshness and terror of the Middle Ages. Typical were the brutality of hand-to-hand -hand combat in the Edward Edwardian court, in its quest to unify Britain. The storyline is at times hard to follow. You will be well served by referring often to an English map. Uh, Porter paints an idealized gentry, perhaps also an unrealistic tone of godliness, but the story nonetheless teaches many valuable lessons. In terms of historical implications, in all the pages of history, there are a few examples to match this breathtaking struggle. The nearly crushed Scots rose from the dust to cast off the yoke of Edward I. The story offers such inspiration to the downtrodden that Napoleon ordered the book banned. From a strictly military standpoint, the Scottish War for Independence marked an end to the dominance of medieval mounted warfare. The tales of the means used to reduce and destroy the castle strongholds of Scotland are pure adventure and classic examples of military tactics. But it's similar to the response of the Jews to the judgment of God um, in, in the siege of Nebuchadnezzar, where False prophets invariably supported the popular or patriotic position, but were opposed by the true prophets of God. The temple, the temple, the temple was the patriot cry. Uh, and we'll get into this more uh, tomorrow.
In the meantime, you can pick up a biblical analysis of the Scottish Chiefs and 99 other classical authors uh, in the bookstore at kingswayclassicalacademy.com. It's, it's entitled, Keys to the Classics, A History of the Decline and Fall of Western Civilization. And your purchase helps us with scholarships um, for low-income families, as does your supplement purchases at the boomers-alive.com longevity store. There's a special on now, uh, uh, highest quality turmeric, where you buy one and get three free. And uh, you may know turmeric is a so-called miracle herb that relieves pain while it strengthens your joints. It's the natural alternative to knee replacement. So thanks for being here today. Tomorrow we'll wrap things up with a biblical analysis of the Scottish Chiefs. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more episodes, visit greatbiblereset.com. And to help support the podcast and Kingsway Classical Academy, visit our sponsor at boomers-alive.com. To learn how to get your high school diploma and bachelor's degree on the same day, visit kingswayclassicalacademy.com and save up to $100,000 on college tuition. 